0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 8 of Flash from the Past. I'm your host, Jess, and all this is complete nonsense. Uh, Flash from the Past takes movies and games from 1990 to 2010, and I do quick reviews per se. Um, We're just coming off a couple theme weeks. So I thought we needed a bit of a change. Uh, I've been in a 90s kick right now. So I picked the most 90s movie I could find. And then just a fun platformer on this on the Nintendo. Um, but before we get into the goods, let's check in with current events. Alright, so we actually have six current event things this week. Um, first one up, we got the first details of the PS5, uh, that was emerged a, uh, a couple days ago, and, uh, everything that was said, I really would just take as rumor, just because it's early, um, but here's what's out there. Um, we said, they said backwards compatibility for at least the PS4. It's not going to be, uh, an entirely digital system, it will accept discs, um, There are some tech specs that I'm gonna read off that I literally have no idea about, Um, but here's what they said. They said there's an AMD chip with CPU base on the third generation, based on the third generation of the Ryzen. There's eight cores of seven nanometer Zen 2 microchips, and it supports 8K. Um, I don't even have 4K yet, so whatever. Um, They also are going to try to get um, solid state hard drives in the system for faster loads and such. Um, I don't really know much about that tech stuff, but it's shaping up to be pretty beefy, I think. And uh, I got all that from the GameSpot article. So you can go check out their Facebook and get the full article, or you can go to Sony themselves. Um, So, got that. Uh, Number two, Mortal Kombat 11 roster shaping up. Um, I haven't played Mortal Kombat in years, but I hear people love it, so let me know what you think, who your favorite character is, all that good stuff. Um, so there was a bit of a tragedy over in uh, France. Uh, the cathedral in Notre Dame has was on fire and basically was destroyed on the outside, but some good news is um, Assassin's Creed Unity may be able to assist with the rebuilding of it, um, because they took so many photos and video and detail when they were making that game. Um, they might try to use it um, to help the rebuilders make sure they get everything correct that how it was. So that's pretty cool. Um, wife and I are still playing through Witness and holy hell, is it the hardest thing I've ever done? Um, the puzzles are sometimes change rules and... My wife just came in, so hang on. We're going to take a quick time out. And time back in. She was coming in looking for um, her something. <laughs> so um, Yeah, so the puzzles, they change. Um, and there's absolutely no guidance in the game. You literally have to figure everything out on your own. I'm not going to lie. I'm uh, using a walkthrough because I don't want to be that frustrated. Um, so, we're still having fun with it. We kind of just want to know what happens. And some of the puzzles we can get after we figure... After we do the first couple. So, it's not too bad. Um, it's just hard to understand what it wants from you. Um, we also watched Aquaman. I thought it was fun. Uh, I'm not going to that movie to have, like, an epiphany or a life-changing event. I'm going to that movie to watch... Well, I was going into it to watch Amber Heard. My wife was going in to watch uh, Jason Momoa. So it was cheesy, but it had uh, beautiful people in it, and I can't complain. So, um, also for some other movies this week, I picked up Gravity, um, one of Ellen's stand ups, and uh, the a, uh, docuseries on the 80s, which is kind of like the CNN series. So I like that kind of stuff. Gives you a, uh, just reminds you of things. Um, And finally, number six, new comics this week. Um, Buffy number four came out. Um, I picked up Fight Club number three because I missed it a couple weeks ago. And Uncanny X-Men number 16. Also, if you're a fan of Buffy, um, Angel Zero came out today with Boom Comics. So I didn't pick it up because I didn't even know about it until later in the day. So uh, check that out, too, if you're into that. Uh last thing before we move on to the movie of the week, I was informed by uh Chenti on Twitter that the TMNT games on the 360 have been discontinued. Um so if you have them, don't delete them. Um I think pretty sure you can still play them. I think is what he said or they said. Um so again, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh yeah, there's that. Um all right. Let's move on to our movie of the week. So, uh, like I said, I've been in a uh, 90s mood. uh, So I watched the most 90s movie I could find. And that was Hackers. Uh, Hackers was released in 1995 at the height of when home computers were becoming more mainstream. More people were getting into them. I think we got our first computer probably close to 90, probably 98 for me. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight, I think. Might have even been a little bit after that. Um, so, yeah. Um, my friends had them, though. So, um, I think my school got them when I was in, like, 6th grade. So, yeah, probably 96-ish, somewhere around there. We all had those Apple computers that had all the different colors. We had one computer room. Um, and in 4th grade... My fourth grade teacher had an IBM that had Oregon Trail on it. So we would play Oregon Trail during class sometimes. So that was pretty cool. Um, so this movie, if you're not familiar with it, um, it stars a beautiful young Angelina Jolie and her ex-husband, Johnny Lee Miller. Um, Matthew Lillard plays like a hippie dude and uh, Fisher Stevens, one of our villains from Mario Brothers. Is also our villain here. Um, the movie had a 70 million dollar budget. Um, but it only made back. Oh sorry. A 20 million dollar budget. can't read my own writing. But it still only made back about 7.5. Um, I think it's more of a cult hit now. Um, people my age. Probably know a lot about it. Um, I don't know. I've seen it. I saw it back probably in the early 2000s. For the first time. So. um IMDb rates it at a 6.2 out of 10, which is above average. However, Rotten Tomatoes has it as a 33% for reviewers and a 68% for the audience. So the audience is in line with the IMDb score, which I think is also audience. Um, I don't know how much they take into account actual reviewers. Um, So critics... Apparently, did not like this. So, so the fans have uh, spoken for it, which is why I think it's more of a cult hit. Uh, most of the critics said it has cliche and disappointing storyline. A storyline. Um, I don't think so, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, the synopsis is basically that these hackers get blamed for a virus at an oil company, and uh, it's gonna that that virus is gonna destroy tankers if no money is given. So like current what can we compare to today um when you get hackers get into your account and lock you out of everything and they demand money that kind of thing um so the movie starts uh with an 11 year old getting arrested because he hacked wall street in 1988 and took down i think it was 1507 yeah 1507 systems um this boy grows up to be johnny lee miller and after being banned from touch-tone phones, how many of you know what touch phones are, and computers, he's on his 18th birthday, and he immediately hacks the TV station. Um, he ends up being taken out by another hacker called Burn, and he makes his name crash override when that person asks who he is. He used to be known as Zero Cool, but he didn't want to be known as that anymore because he's the one that got arrested, so... Uh, So Crash is a new student at this New York City school. He meets Angelina, who he doesn't know is acid burn. And the two proceed uh, to unknowingly, like, go after each other. Like, they trick each other. She leads him to the pool on the roof, which there is no pool, and it rains. Um, He comes back down, uh, soak and wet, and they're like, Oh, I guess you found the pool. Um, Which, I have went to a high school that actually had a pool on the roof joke, too. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, then he hacks the school and makes the fire, um, extinguishers go out, go off, so everybody gets wet, and he has the only one with the umbrella, so it was pretty fun. Um, then their friend, who's, like, trying to pull off a hack, accidentally gets into this oil company and hacks it and finds out a bunch of stuff and then gets caught, so... During all this, they end up finding out who each other are, and that they then they must work together to clear their names and get their friends out of trouble who got caught. So that's essentially, like, the overview of it. Um, some things that I've noticed in the movie. Um, there's so much 90s. It's great. Um, everybody's rollerblading around. Uh, I had rollerblades. I used to rollerblade around um, everywhere. It was used to play street hockey, and yeah, that was my mode of transportation in the country. By the way, not even in the city. So, Um, Johnny Lee Miller has bleach blonde hair. Um, All he needed to do was spike it up. That'd be it. Um, The clothes are spot on, perfect. I can't think of a better movie that actually showcases '90s fashion more than this one. Just like the craziness from like the leopard prints to the colors that um, Serial Killer wears. Serial as in like C-E-R-A-L. Wears, so that's pretty cool. Um, Speaking of names, the uh, hacker names are Crash Override, Acid Burn, Serial Killer, Lord Nikon, like the camera, and The Plague, Razor and Blade, and... A uh, freak, I think. I can't remember what the little dude's is. Um, Angelina Jolie wears a Devil's jersey in this, which is awesome because I'm a huge Devil's fan. So that was uh, a cool little call out. If you watch this, watch what Matthew Lillard is wearing this whole movie. I I I don't even I don't even have words for it. Crop tops, weird overalls, tiny glasses. What is with the tiny sunglasses in the 90s, too? Please, somebody explain that to me. So um, when they're copying things on the on literal floppy drives, I don't even think if anybody under the age of 20 right now wouldn't know what a floppy 3.5 floppy disk is. Um, but the copying on this is like super fast. Um, I wish things in the 90s downloaded that fast. I don't know if you remember, like AOL, if you're waiting for a picture for somebody, you'd get like the line, and then another two minutes, you get another line. And we thought it was like the fastest thing in the world. It was amazing. Um, it's really like a punk raver style in that hacker scene in the movie. It's pretty cool. Um, so there's this one scene, too. They're going after um, the FBI guy. Gil. And it's a contest between Angelina Jolie's character and Johnny Lee Miller to see who can outhack themselves to put as much pain onto Gil as they can. And before it starts, you see Johnny Lee Miller's character, Dade, spray paint his keyboard in camo. Now, anybody that's ever even dropped a drop of soda knows how sticky that is. And this is, I mean, you wouldn't even be able to move that keyboard after at all. So that's terrible. (laughs) Um, They literally go to hack a huge corporation with five minutes with no passwords. Um, And it's just like, like, all you needed was like that one singular password to get in, which is hilarious. (sighs) Um, it is also pretty much a 90-minute Apple product placement ad. Um, Apple is everywhere. They use Apple computers and all kinds of stuff. Um, the server room towards the end that you actually see is, like, legit. Like, I've seen server rooms, and this is, they made it look real, I guess, is a good word for it, I think. Um... I also wish I knew if anything they were saying is right. I couldn't even tell you um, if any of it is close to right. But I did. That brings us into, like, our... Some trivia I found. Um, But before I get into that, I'm going to say, like, overall I liked it. Um, But I'm a huge 90s fan of everything in the 90s. Um, I think the... Arguments that it's cliche are common now. But if you look back in 1995, nobody knew almost anything about hacking computers. They didn't know what could happen. Nothing of that sort. So based on that, how much 90s it gives you, I'm going to give it a solid 3.5 out of 5. No joke. So like I said, some of the trivia I found on IMDb, um one... Obviously, if you don't know, Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie were married shortly after the film. Then they divorced four years later. I think it was one of her longest uh, marriages. I think she went to Billy Bob next. But this is like kind of in her crazy phase. Um, They did do a lot of research on hackers, including going to a New York City 2600 meeting, which is held by real hackers. Um, I don't know what they do there. But that seems kind of cool. Um... There's a scene when one of the characters, like uh, police officers, is reading out of this thing called the Hacker Manifesto, Um, and that actually is real. It was written in the 80s um, by this guy, Lloyd Blankenship, and he went by the code name The Mentor. Um, There's a... During a hacking, there's something that says, Arf-Off, gotcha. Um, which is a reference to the, actually the earliest Trojan horse from 1985, which spread by email and it wiped the victim's hard drives and only left that message. Like, I don't know what I would do in 1985. There really wasn't an internet to like go to, to find out these problems. So I think that's kind of nifty. Like these guys knew how to do stuff before you could do stuff. Um, there's a lot of cool little hacking trivia on IMDb, so go check it out, like, search hackers, and go down to Trivia, and you can see a whole bunch of cool things. Um, I will say that there were a lot of goofs also in this movie. Um, there's a lot of audio-visual issues with syncing up. Um, like, I don't know if it's because they were trying to do too much, um, special effects that they, like, accidentally cut the voices, but, yeah, there's a lot of that. That doesn't show up. And then uh, on the city shots, there's a sign that says Pan Am. But that was actually taken down 10 years prior to the filming. So that's all stock footage that they use of New York City. Um, But halfway through the movie, it gets replaced with the MetLife uh, logo, which is there. Was there at the time. So Um, I definitely go check it out. It's a fun movie, especially if you're feeling nostalgic. So highly recommend. Uh, moving on to the game of the week, I just decided I wanted to play a fun little platformer, um, so I picked Tiny Toon Adventures on NES. Um, this was released in 1991. It was published and developed by Konami, so right there you know that it's actually going to be decent. Um, critics did give this a solid 73 out of 100. Users gave it a 3.9 out of 5, according to Moby Games, which is also a great website to use. Um, So before playing this, I actually never really knew the story of what happened. Like, I used to watch the cartoon growing up, and, I mean, everybody knows the song. You know, it's tiny, it's toony, we're all a little loony. And in this cartoony, we're invading your TV. So, you know, everybody knows that. Um, But this game, um, it... Apparently, according to Moby Games, again, um, Montana Max loses a competition to Buster Bunny, so he kidnaps Babs Bunny, which is a totally reasonable response. Um, Buster and his friends must then go through six stages to save her. Um, So it's a fairly standard platformer. Um, Each character you can play as, Buster, Plucky, Dizzy, and Furball, each have different abilities to help you get through levels, so you can pick. You always have Buster, and then you can pick one of the other guys. Um, you start with three lives, but you can collect either carrots or apples or whatever is collectible in that level. Um, and you can find Hampton Pig somewhere in the level. I don't know if, somewhere in one of the stages of each area. So there's six stages, (coughs) excuse me, six stages, but in within each stage, there's like three levels, I believe. So you can find Hampton Pig and get more lives if you have 30 or more of whatever you're collecting at the time. Um. Normally, it's one-hit kills, but you can also find a heart, and uh, that will get you two hits. Um, but I hate one-hit kills. You, The hitboxes are atrocious in this. So, you could be going through the levels, you're on the second stage, or you're on the second level of like the stage, and you die, and you have to go all the way back to the first level of that stage. So, there's a lot of backtracking, there's a lot of memorization, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um... You have to know when to jump or when the enemy will jump or what pattern it's going to take. Um, I was really only able to make it to the third stage. Um, it's, I think it's pretty difficult, but I also think it's really fun and bright. Um, like I said, the music is straight from the show, so you'll be singing right along for days. <laughs> um, the one of Besides the one-hit kills... Um, the controls aren't as tight as I'd like them to be for a platformer. Um, they're a little floaty. So you miss some of the more precise jumps. And I also miss some of the bops on the bosses. Um, bosses have the standard three bops. Except Elvira. I think she shows up like at the end of the first level in the stages. Um, and her, you just have to run away from her and, and avoid her until the door opens. And you can escape. If you remember the cartoon... She would be the I love them, I love them, I'll squeeze them and squeeze them, and like she hurt them. So you want to avoid her. Um, This, there really wasn't any trivia and it didn't win any awards, but you know, it's a pretty solid side scrolling platform for the NES. Um, Like I said, color wise, it's beautiful. Music is great. Um, The controls are a little floaty, but if you can get the patterns down, and you want to have a challenge, I I would definitely recommend this game. Um, that's pretty much all I had on it. There wasn't a lot to it. Um, there is a score that you can keep, and I wish I had written mine down, but um, once you die, like if you do continue, because you do get continues, I think they are unlimited continues too, Um you lose all your points, so you start over with points. So, if anybody wants to do a high score challenge, let me know. Um, we'll pop it in and uh, we'll do Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> um, so, we're gonna move on to the next section that I like to call number one movie of this time. Mm, title working. <laughs> we'll try to change that um, title up a little bit. So, I don't know. We're still kind of in limbo on this part of the the podcast, but we're making it work. We're making it work. So, uh, the number one movie, what we're we're doing on 1993. So the number one movie on April 17th, 2019 was in 1993 was indecent proposal. The tagline for it is a husband, a wife, a millionaire, a proposal. Um, that sounds like it could go in so many directions. Um, there's, I read another one, like synopsis, that said, um, a millionaire w- wants to pay a husband a bunch of money for his wife for the night. Um, it's actually, I've never seen it, but, uh, it's got a cast of Demi Moore, Woody Harrison, and, uh, Robert Redford, so. Sounds like a pretty good movie, and, uh, if it was number one for a week, you know, why not? Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll check it out. Seems a little risque, though. Um... Let's see. Oh, last week we had two polls and I put them everywhere. So I put them on our group, the flash pass pod group on Facebook. Um, I put them in a LGBT gamer group on Facebook. And then I also put it on Twitter. So first poll was SNES versus Sega um, in our group. On Facebook, we had 13 votes. Um, SNES won 54 to 46%. Uh, Twitter, we had two votes, uh, 50% on each, so one to each. And uh, in the LGBT, LGBT Gamer group, we had 20 votes total, 17 to SNES and three to Sega. So clearly, um, the SNES won out on that one. Um, So good job. I voted Sega because uh, I grew up with Sega and I enjoyed Sega very much. Um, Sonic was... Sonic is still my white whale. I have not beaten that yet. I get to the... Sonic 2, I should say. I get to the end on the plane and I get to the final boss and uh, I end up using all my continues and lives there. So one day. One day. Maybe we'll do a, a Sonic run one of these days too. Um all right and our other poll for movies was what was your favorite TMNT movie. Um our group on Facebook had 9 votes. Um the original TMNT had 67% and then uh, TMNT 2 had 33%. Uh Twitter had 6 votes. to TMNT original, 33% to the second one, and then 17% actually for the 2007 reboot. Um, The LGBT movie group actually had 15 votes. OG had eight of those. Uh, TMNT had two, had nine votes. No, just kidding. Four votes. Can't read my own writing. And then the uh, 2007 reboot had three boots. So nobody liked the 2014 reboots, which is okay. Nobody likes TMNT 3, which is okay. Um, and it looks like the OG gets, uh, gets the win here. So why'd you like that? Let me know. Comment. Come to the Facebook page. Um, I voted for TMNT 2 Secret of the Ooze because that was my, that was my original. I don't think I ever saw the first one until years later, so. Yeah. I don't I liked it. So uh this week for our polls we're going to have uh the next generation of gaming with uh, N64 N64 versus the PS1 poll. Um and then for the movie, let's do let's do a fun random one. So let's do a uh, 90s actresses. Um, I took the top three I found on IMDb from a list called top 30 female stars of the 90s. And it's going to be Julia Roberts, Med- Meg Ryan, and Jodie Foster. So, uh, we'll do top 30, top three actors probably in a couple weeks. Um, but keep an eye out on the, on those polls. Join the Facebook page at Flash Pass Pod. Um, follow me on Twitter. We'll get to those in a second, but, uh, yeah, get on, get in on the Facebook page. Let's have some discussions on movies and games, get some suggestions out there, you know, just have, have a good time. Um, yeah. So yeah, make sure you join the Facebook page to get in on these polls. Um, and that brings me, like I said, to the contact me section. Ready? Get a pen. Um, Facebook under flash from the past, Twitter under at flash past pod email under Flash from the past podcast at gmail.com. Excuse me. We are looking for suggestions, comments, concerns. I will take your concerns. I don't know if I can do anything about them, but we'll try. Um, I also want to thank my LGBT gamers and movie lovers for the contribution to the polls. I'm going to send this out to them. Hopefully we'll get some more listeners from there and uh, we'll get some more feedback and we'll get some more people in the polls. So it'll be fun. Um, we are going to be on vacation next week, so no new podcast until May 1st, um, so get in your request for the May 1st show, um, I haven't decided what I'm doing yet, but May 8th, in honor of Star Wars, we are doing Star Wars Week on May 8th, so we'll have to see what game I pick and what movie I pick. You only have a few that fall into the time frame, so keep an eye out. Um, that's it for me this week and, uh, I hope everybody enjoys their time. Everybody have a good holiday weekend. If you're on vacation, enjoy that. Um, let me know what's going on. Get some suggestions in here. We'll see you all, uh, in a couple weeks. Later.